Support for this NPR podcast comes from Sierra Nevada Brewing Company, family-owned, operated, and argued over since 1980. Proud supporter of independent thought, whether that's online, over the air, or in a bottle. More at sierranevada.com. Whenever you face a choice, it helps to think like an economist. And this week on Planet Money Summer School, we'll start off our course in economics with a workout for your brain. How to decide what something truly costs. Listen now to Planet Money from NPR. Happy Friday, everyone, from NPR Music and All Songs Considered. I'm Robin Hilton. I'm here with Ann Powers. Hello, Robin. John Morrison. Hey, what's up, Robin? And Stephen Thompson. Hello, Robin. It's New Music Friday, and we're looking at the best albums out on July 10th, starting with Juice World and Legends Never Die. Have you ever fallen head over heels for somebody? Not just somebody. No, no. Have you ever fallen head over heels for somebody that made promises to give you the world? Um, I really hope they held you down. I really hope it was no lying. Cause when heart breaks, it feel like the world's gone. But if the love's real, you feel your soul roar like a lion. And you finally let bygones be bygones. Don't throw in the towel. I know it feels like you're the only one trying. You just gotta learn to live and love on. This is the rapper Juice World. His new one is called Legends Never Die. The song we're listening to is called Life's a Mess. This is his third studio album and his first posthumous release since he died of a, a, an accidental drug overdose. It was just last December. Uh, and we only knew this record was coming just uh, this week. It was announced earlier this week that it'd be dropping today. And John Juice World's music has always been really emotional and personal, often very bleak. He's, you know, sings and raps about breakups and suicide and self-medicating uh, and depression. And this one sounds like it's just as revealing. Yeah, Juice World is interesting to me. He, in my mind, he kind of represents a generation of black kids that you don't really hear about that grew up on rap and emo. It feels like these two genres have kind of gingerly circled each other for years, but Juice World, in a way, really embodies both. You know, like you said, the the music is is really emotional, really earnest, super earnest, and sad. And his vocal tone and, and delivery really is uh, very much in the pop punk emo vein, but he fuses that with trap beats. So it's like perfectly made for Generation Z. I was immediately attracted to Juice World's voice. There's something in it, a rawness that totally took me back to the obvious comparison would be maybe Kurt Cobain, but but even singer songwriters like a a Nick Drake or someone like that. You know these mm. these young men bearing their souls. Yeah, he performed with a real tenderness. You know, there, there's this depth and sensitivity to, to, to kind of his delivery, which was almost entirely freestyle, but also real musicality. I mean, I, I think these songs are beautiful. And I mean, I was reading, apparently he had a vault of something like 2,000 unreleased songs. Oh, wow. Yeah, you can feel in a lot of his songs, he's really 
pulling the pain out of the mm-hmm. music and, and in his voice and in, in the lyrics. And it's, you know, this is yeah. somebody who had a clear gift for melody and for writing songs. And I appreciate that you brought up Kurt Cobain because, you know, I grew up when Nirvana was like big, big, <laughs> you know, I yeah. was a kid. And a lot of uh, young people that I know who love Juice World the relationship that they have with his music and the emotion that comes out of it, it reminds me of that era of music. Well, and as you say, Stephen, he was incredibly prolific in his short time here. Three albums in less than two years and reportedly left behind, you know, hundreds if not thousands of unreleased songs. So I'm sure we'll be getting to hear more. Juice World, his new and his legends never die. We've got a lot of albums to get through this week, so we're going to try to move quickly. Up next is Rufus Wainwright and his first new album of all original songs in eight years. It's called Unfollow the Rules. Will you forever be the damsel in distress? Will you forever be a harbinger of loneliness? Yes, I remember smiles. Yes, I remember words. This is Rufus Wainwright. His new album is called Unfollow the Rules, and the song we're listening to is Damsel in Distress. This is his first new album of all original songs, and in eight years he's had other projects and releases, but this is his first of uh, all original work. Uh, and, And I thought it was just extraordinary, just breathtaking. Rufus Wainwright comes from a very musical family, but at this point he's had many, many records of his own, and he's written an opera, he's uh, set Shakespeare's sonnets to music, and on this album he returns to his own songs, and he's telling stories from his life, which from afar still feels very glamorous to me as it always had has in the way <laughs> right. Rufus tells the stories don't you think I mean even talking about marriage and kids and yeah I absolutely. know uh, this is here's what <laughs> I found out in brushing up on what Rufus has been up to that he and his husband Jorn Weisbrot and their daughter Viva got a a puppy during quarantine you'll be interested to know Robin <sighs> and of course it's why a, and of course, it's an Australian shepherd named Puccini. Oh, the most hyper dogs. I know. And the dog is named Puccini. So, I mean, like, could Rufus Wainwright do anything oh, more Rufus Wainwright than that? But, I mean, well, that's what's great about this record is that it's all about his flights of imagination and, and the way he incorporates classical motifs into his pop songs and the beautiful melodies he comes up with and his amazing juxtapositions of personal details from his home life, his family life, and then the most fanciful thoughts. Yeah, I delighted in this record. I, 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 it was a thrill for me. Rufus Wainwright, the album is Unfollow the Rules. 
Let's go next to the producer Apollo Brown and the rapper Shay Noir. They've got a new album together called As God Intended. But I watch TV and I see all them people in all them fine homes they live in and all them nice cars they drive and I get all full of ambition. Tell me what I'm supposed to do with all this ambition I got. Uh. Chase the money, but never pray for money. Only pray for wisdom, cause nobody can take that from me. You can always tell the niggas who ain't used to making money. Cause them niggas annoying when they finally start making money. Y'all taking pictures of stacks, that's what y'all want me to see. I could count them stacks through this pick, that ain't no money to me. To make a hundred legally, that was my first big plan. I quit my job that next week, I made my first 10 bands. Crewing niggas who use triggers just to stop the bullshit. You gon' need God to save your life, cause the doctors couldn't. That tough shit. Don't mean nothing when they cock and pull it. Toughest nigga in the world still couldn't box a bullet. Yo, this is Apollo Brown and Shay Noir. The album is As God Intended. The song we're listening to is called Money Oriented. And that little voice clip you heard at the top of this one uh, is a quote from the 1974 film Foxy Brown. Apollo Brown, a, a legendary producer from Detroit. And Shane Noir, a rapper from Buffalo, and John, they sound so good together on this record. It just has such a, I thought, such a classic, kind of uncluttered feel to it. Yeah, they musically really meld together beautifully. Shane Noir's writing is really detailed, it's introspective, it's emotionally rich, it's tough and street too. And she talks about so many things on this record, the fatherhood, daughterhood struggling to make it trying to come up and that style just melds beautifully with uh apollo brown's productions which are usually like dark minimal a lot of this uh record has these beautiful string samples and pianos and they both fit together beautifully i really loved the juxtaposition of of darkness and light on this record this is a it's a record that is that lyrically is pretty bleak, sonically is just beautiful, and together you just get this sound and this voice that is very uncompromising and very unflinching and just feels very vital to, to this moment. This record, I, I hate using cinematic <laughs> to describe <laughs> music, um, but it, it really is uh, like a film, and it, and it drops you into this world that Apollo Brown creates musically and that Shea Noir narrates beautifully is is an incredible <laughs> yeah it's an incredible record I don't want to just keep gushing about it yeah it's, no it's I agree inc- totally yeah. agree Apollo Brown and Shea Noir together on this one it's called As God Intended let's go next to the country singer Margot Price she's got a new one called That's How Rumors Get Started. Questions only I could answer You were the music and I was the dancer You 
This is the singer Margot Price. Her new album is called That's How Rumors Get Started. The song we're listening to is What Happened to Our Love. It's kind of a, a beatle sounding cut. It gets really big toward the end, so I want to scooch ahead so we can hear a little bit of that. So she's really letting it all out there. Um, Margot Price, obviously uh, a country singer, but Anne, this album has a whole lot more rock on it than country. Margot Price was an undefinable artist before the business decided <laughs> to define her as a country singer. She shares that quality with uh, Sturgill Simpson, another yep. person who came out of country but goes way beyond it. And Sturgill produced this record. Uh, they made it out in L.A. with an amazing studio band, uh, including the legendary drummer James Gadson, who you might know from his work on songs like Let's Get It On, mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, bass player Pino Palladino, guitarist Matt Sweeney, who's played with everyone from Adele to Iggy Pop, Ben Montench is on here, and then, of course, Margot and her husband Jeremy Ivey are at the center of it and wrote all the songs together. I have to say, I actually, you know, as a Margot stan, this is to me is her best. This to me is her best. I know a lot of people thought her, her second album, All American Made, was was her real breakthrough, but I feel she's reached a perfect balance between her very confessional lyrics often and that grand quality, Robin, that you mentioned, you know? Yeah. And the record is so well balanced. She has really hit her stride completely on this record. Yeah, I agree with you completely, and I think this is her best work. And this album captures the spirit of what made me fall in love with country in the first place, which is that it's coming from this really truthful and honest and unsparing place that's extremely relatable and down to earth. There's this creatively freewheeling quality to, to Margot Price's music and to Sturgill Simpson's music that I find really, really inspiring and important and exciting. Margot Price is the singer. The album is That's How Rumors Get Started. Let's do one more before we take a break. This comes from Sharabil Ahmed. The album is called The King of Sudanese Jazz. I'm 
وادح بأعمالك لازم تنجح ويصبح حالك كله سعادة حلوة جميلة This is Sharhabil Ahmed. The album is the king of Sudanese jazz. The song we're listening to is the opening cut. It's called Argos Fairfish. Uh, Sharhabil Ahmed is a veteran guitarist and singer from Sudan who got his start in the 1950s. He's in his early 80s now. And, and as the album title says, he's been, over the years, dubbed the king of Sudanese jazz. But John, not much on this record sounds like... I think what at least a lot of Westerners probably think of when they think of jazz. Yeah, uh, Sharbil Ahmad is an incredible uh, guitarist and singer. A lot of the music here, yeah, is, is dubbed Sudanese jazz, but feels very much so like the early rock and roll. And it's an interesting mix. A lot of the rhythms and the guitar playing sounds like it could be something out of like a like from an, an early Bo Diddley side yeah but then vocally obviously it's it's not English and and even uh melodically in some of the polyrhythms that are in the play it, it very much feels like an East African spin on early rock and roll is really interesting sounding I think it's just wonderful to get to delve into these recordings. These are from the, the mid-60s to the late 70s. And listening to these, I mean, these are taken from very, very rare records. They had access to the original studio tapes when they were making this record, but the tapes weren't usable. And so they had to basically dub this album off of vinyl and cassettes that existed of his music. Mm -hmm. And I think that like that gives the sound a little bit of rawness and distance in a way that I think somehow enhanced it. Sharbil Ahmed is the artist. The album is the king of Sudanese jazz. Thanks so much, John. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you all. This was fun. Thanks, John. We still have a handful of other albums that we want to highlight for this week's New Music Friday, plus a lightning round of other notable releases. But first, we need to take a short break. This message comes from NPR sponsor, BetterHelp, the online counseling service dedicated to connecting you with a licensed counselor to help you overcome whatever stands in the way of your happiness. Fill out a questionnaire and get matched with a professional tailored to your needs. And if you aren't satisfied with your counselor, you can request a new one at any time free of charge. Visit BetterHelp.com songs to get 10% off your first month. Get the help you deserve with BetterHelp. It's New Music Friday from NPR and All Songs Considered. I'm Robin Hilton. I'm here with Ann Powers and Stephen Thompson, and we're looking at the best albums out on July 10th. We start the second half of our show off with The Beths, and their latest, it's called Jump Rope Gazers.
This is the Beths. The album is Jump Rope Gazers, and this is the opening cut. I'm not getting excited. Just a great, great guitar rock band from New Zealand. Uh, we started following them after they dropped their debut album, Future Me Hates Me. Brilliant, mm -hmm. brilliant title. Every moment of every day, that is true. Future Me <laughs> Hates Me. <laughs> uh, well, that, that album was in 2018. They're now back with this follow-up, and it is, I thought, just such a solid listen from start to finish. I mean, the Beths came out of the gate with that wonderful, wonderful record, you know, so clever and charming. And this record, you know, continues right in that spirit, but conceptually is kind of more about feelings of isolation and disconnection and alienation. Lyrically, it's a little deeper and it's a little more, it's going to some more melancholy places. And so so I really dug this record. It felt appropriate to the summer of 2020, but also felt appropriate to summertime. The Beths is the band. The album is Jump Rope Gazers. Let's go next to uh, a new one from My Morning Jacket. My Morning Jacket is back with a new one called The Waterfall 2. This is My Morning Jacket. The album is The Waterfall 2, and this is the opening cut, Spinning My Wheels. This is one sort of like The Juice World that uh, was an album that was only announced. It was coming just this week. It's a sequel to the band's 2015 release, The Waterfall, and the first they've released since then. Uh, but it was recorded at the, the same time as that album back in 2015. Yeah, it comes from the same sessions that spawned that record. I guess the original idea was that My Morning Jacket, in true My Morning Jacket fashion, wanted to put out a triple album, and then uh, I, I, I think wisely thought better of it. And so, so they, so they, they set aside, you know, really at least an entire album's worth of songs. And then in the early days of quarantine, Jim James, the the singer, was going for a walk, listening to his archive on shuffle or whatever and came across some of these songs and realized that they had taken on new relevance in this moment. And I mean, the song that we that we played at the top of this segment is called Spinning My Wheels. And is there any phrase that feels truer in, yeah. in, in quarantine than spinning your wheels? It's one of the biggest demons that we all face just in our personal lives is that we're in our homes. We feel like we're constantly spinning our wheels. I wonder, I mean, of course quarantine is it's hard to find the blessings in it but one might be that we get to experience work that always deserved our ears you know and that we might not have otherwise been been blessed by and also with new perspective i think is interesting because the original album the waterfall was a breakup record you know written 
when Jim James was going through a lot of heartache, you know, and he's five years removed from that now. And he said it was nice to revisit that time and reflect on where he's been and, and where he is now. And as you say, Stephen, the songs sound, sound very different now than they did to him five years ago. My Morning Jacket is the band. The album is The Waterfall 2. Let's go next to uh, the country singer Jimmy Allen. Jimmy Allen has a new one called Betty James. When this is over I hope I take a little less for granted Hope I'm a little more understanding When some things don't make sense When this is over I hope I smile at a passing stranger Take time to get to know my neighbors And break bread every now and then I stay out of my head And I'm a little more empathetic Put myself in people's shoes When this is over This is Jimmy Allen, the country singer Jimmy Allen. His new one is Betty James, and this very appropriate song is called When This Is Over. And who is Jimmy Allen, and how did he get everyone from the Oak Ridge Boys to Nelly and Tim McGraw to record this album with him? Jimmy Allen is a hit-making country artist who bursts on the scene with his album Mercury Road and had two big songs with that record. This project, it really does feel like it is some kind of announcement of his arrival, for sure. He is black, and he's part of a a small wave of black country artists uh, who are emerging right in the center of the mainstream. So in our current moment with Black Lives Matter becoming such a political force, There is a lot of awareness, I can tell you, in Nashville about racism and and the inequality that these artists have faced. This is really a project that says, hey, I am a country star. I completely belong here. I am a master of this form. It's named for, I think it's his father and his grandmother. So it's like my family Mm -hmm. is part of your story. I think that is a huge step, frankly. I think it is a huge step for country. And I'm really glad that Jimmy Allen had the vision to make that step. Jimmy Allen is the singer. His new one is called Betty James. Let's switch gears again and go to Juliana Barwick. Juliana Barwick is back. Thank God. There's a new one called (laughs) Healing Healing is a Miracle.
This is Juliana Barwick, the singer Juliana Barwick. Her new one is Healing is a Miracle. This song that features Yanzi is called In Light. This is her first new album in four years. And there are a few artists I can think of who can make a world that I, I want to get lost in quite the way she does. Yeah, there are a few artists in the world that I want to hear in this moment more than Juliana Barwick. I mean, you talk about, I mean, Healing is a Miracle is the title of this record. Juliana Barwick, for those who don't know her music, uh, she uses a lot of loops. She'll create these choral effects by herself. She'll record little pieces of choral vocals and then loop them to create these really lush and sweeping very graceful and beautiful music you know that's very influenced by the sounds of the church in Louisiana where she grew up. I did appreciate the fact I got a lyric sheet for this record <laughs> and there are 73 words. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean her, her, vo- her voice is the lyrics. I mean that yeah. You know, the, yeah. Right. I mean it's going in a more songful direction I guess is what I'm saying or you know she's she is writing lyrics but it still is that oceanic sweep that overtakes you. Juliana Barwick, her new one is Healing is a Miracle. We have one more album that we want to play, but let's do a quick lightning round of some of the other notable releases out today. And Anne, I know it's a huge week for country and Americana, so why don't you go first? Okay, well, uh, Ray Wiley Hubbard, he's a legend, and he has a great new record called Co-Starring that kind of reminds me of like, I don't know, if you like Lucinda Williams, you'll like Ray Wiley Hubbard. There's a new voice who really impressed me. His name's Joshua Ray Walker, and his uh, record is called Glad You Made It. The Jayhawks Return, uh, returned to Minneapolis to make their album XOXO. And Brett Eldridge, who's a mainstream country star, has explored his singer-songwriterly side on the record Sunday Drive, working with Ian Fitchuk and Daniel Tashin, the same people who worked with Casey Musgraves on her big breakthrough record. I've just got a few I want to mention, starting with Summer Walker, the R&B singer Summer Walker. She's got a new five-song EP called Life on Earth. This follows her debut studio album, Over It. We covered that on the show last fall. Uh, Back now with an EP, Summer Walker, called Life on Earth. The uh, Atlanta-based rapper Saw Baby is back with a new one called Barnacles. This is his fifth full-length project. Uh, Actually came out a couple days ago this week. Barnacles by Saw Baby, and that's spelled S-A-H-B-A-B-I-I, Saw Baby. There's a new one from the streets. This is the rapper Mike Skinner. His new mixtape is called None of Us Are Getting Out of This Alive. This is uh, his first full-length project since 2011. And there's a new supergroup called Dinner Party. This is Terrace Martin, Robert Glasper, Kamasi Washington, and Ninth Wonder collaborating together. Their new album, Dinner Party, very chill, smooth, very easy to listen to, made pretty much for what it's named after, Dinner Party, a self-titled record from them. Really terrific young singer named Casey Hill has a new album called Is It Selfish If We Talk About Me Again? Uh, She was briefly signed to Kanye West's Good Music label. This record is self-released. A band from Australia called DMAs, uh, the album is called The Glow. They make kind of synthy dance rock that's a lot of fun. A band called Kestrels, they make 90s style power pop. They have a song called Gray and Blue that they recorded with Jay Mask. It's very chunky and hooky. That album is called Dream or Don't Dream. And finally, the singer Elle King, she had a huge hit a few years ago with X's and O's. She made an EP in isolation, very stripped down. That EP is called In Isolation. All that music out now on Friday, July 10th, along with this last one that we want to feature. It comes from Joshua Redman, Brad Meldow, Christian McBride, and Brian Blade. It's called Round Again.
This is Joshua Redman, Brad Meldow, Christian McBride, and Brian Blade. The album Round Again, this is the song Right Back Round Again, and they are together again on this one. Nate Chinin of WBGO and Jazz Night in America back for this one. Hey, Nate. Hey, Robin. This is a quartet that put out an incredible album in 1994 called Mood Swing, and somehow they've gone more than 25 years without recording another album together until now. And Nate, I thought this was just a flawless effort. They've they've only gotten better in that time. Yeah, I think that's definitely true. And you know, it's it's really interesting to think about this reunion because it's not as if these four musicians haven't been playing together in all those years since. You know, we've we've seen lots of different combinations, but there's there's something so specific about this quartet. And it's a magic that, as you say, it has evolved, but it's also this fundamental, essential thing. Joshua Redman and, you know, really everybody contributed compositions to this album, but most of them are by Redman. And they're not easy tunes, you know, right. <laughs> they're, they're like, it would have been very easy for these guys to, to put together a handful of tunes that just feel good and, and let them kind of relax into their camaraderie. But these are really ambitious artists. And it, it's interesting to me just how, how difficult the material is and, and how they all had to stretch to, to make it feel right. And so that's, that's one thing, you know, the, the degree of difficulty is sometimes invisible with musicians this great, right. um, yeah. but it's definitely, it's definitely there. I feel like there's not a moment on this album where anybody feels sidelined. Yeah. Um, and yet at the same time, nobody's ever crowding out the others. Even when someone is taking a solo, you, you have this feeling of a, of a collective effort. And, and that's really the, the spirit of jazz. And, and you know, these four gentlemen have shown us that since their emergence on the scene. And I dare say that each one of them is at the very top of his game right now. Yeah, Brian Blade said that this group is like a, a record turning on a, on a turntable. And someone just lifted the needle and it's been hovering there for the last 25 years and then they just dropped it right back down again. Just perfect. Joshua Redman, Brad Meldow, Christian McBride and Brian Blade, their new album is called Round Again. Thanks so much, Nate. My pleasure. Thank you Thanks, all. Thanks, Nate. And that'll do it for this week's New Music Friday. Thanks so much, Ann. Thank you. And Stephen. Thank you, Robin. You'll find details and a playlist of everything that we featured on this week's show in the podcast description. You can also read more and hear full versions of all the songs we played on our website. Go to npr.org slash all songs. You can also hear the featured tracks and a whole bunch of other new songs out this week in Apple Music and Spotify. Open those apps and search for NPR's New Music Friday playlist. You can get a weekly reminder of all the new features on NPR Music, including Tiny Desks, by signing up for our newsletter. It's at npr.org slash music newsletter, npr.org slash music newsletter. And for NPR Music and All Songs Considered, I'm Robin Hilton. Take care, everyone. Be well and treat yourself to lots of music.